0: I am very happy to welcome you today to the first episode of Phil Fisher's new tech and digital podcast, where we tell you all you need to know about European and UK digital regulation. My name is Laura Burton, and I will be your host. I am a partner at European law firm Phil Fisher, based in our Palo Alto office, from where we advise businesses who want to sell, expand and move into Europe. So for full disclosure, I specialize in technology law as I'm a big science fiction fan, so I'm really looking forward to discussing throughout these episodes the latest developments and how the EU is intending to regulate them. In today's episode, we will set the scene for this podcast by discussing the political roots of the digital regulatory changes that we're seeing in Europe, and our focus will be the digital agenda for Europe and a single digital market. Spoiler alert, when I talk about tech regulatory changes, I mean the big ones such as the GDPR that you all know about, the EU copyright directive that you should all know about, the platform to business regulation, which is about to kick off, the opening up of 5G, the European Commission's white paper on artificial intelligence, its move towards social media regulation, etc. But let's rewind 10 years. The digital agenda for Europe was one of the seven initiatives of the Europe 2020 strategy adopted by the Commission, For those of you unfamiliar with the Europe 2020 strategy, it basically set the European Union's goals for the following 10 years. A few years later, in 2014, the European Commission developed its digital single market strategy in order to implement this digital agenda. So the DSM strategy for short um, was built on three pillars. 1. Providing better access for consumers and businesses to digital goods and services across Europe. 2. Creating the right environment and level playing field for digital networks and innovative services to flourish. And 3. Maximizing the growth and potential of the digital economy for society in general. So to give you a better understanding of what these three pillars mean from a practical perspective, I'll give you few examples of what was achieved. So first, um, in order to provide better access to, for consumer and businesses to digital goods, the EU focused on uh, lowering prices for electronic communications and end the roaming charges between different member states, provided better internet connectivity with a comprehensive basic broadband coverage, free Wi-Fi hotspots offered in public spaces Data protection of consumers and telecoms, new regulatory framework on data protection. You'll know that one, that's obviously the GDPR. Uh, Created an online platform for dispute resolution between consumers and online traders and uh, prevented geo blocking. In relation to the second pillar, uh, which is to provide the right conditions for digital networks and services to flourish at EU level. The EU focused on uh, cooperation between national regulators and the Commission, promoting best practices and common approaches, avoiding inconsistent regulation that could lead to distortion of the market, spectrum management. And in relation to the third pillar, the growth potential of the digital economy, the Commission and all member states have worked towards promoting digital skills and high-performance computing, digitizing industries and services, and set new rules on portability of digital services, allowing consumers who have paid for online content services in their home country to access them when visiting another country within the EU. Now, you may be thinking that the digital single markets goal were overly ambitious. However, The stats are that out of the 30 legislative proposals of the digital single market, 28 of these have actually been agreed upon. Since then, we're obviously now in 2020, which was the end of the mandate of this first digital strategy. The EU has published a couple of months ago in February 2020 its revamped European digital strategy, which shines a light on the European Commission's new ambition in the digital age so these are artificial intelligence the European digital future and European data strategy so we're only two months in so watch the space to see if and when these new goals become law but it will be very interesting um, to see how the EU intends to regulate areas such as artificial intelligence But I would like to step back a little and dig a bit more into the motivation behind the European Commission's digital strategy. If we go back to the policies that led to this agenda, we can see that the goals um, were not to actually become the biggest digital market. It actually goes beyond that. And simply put, the EU wanted to make its digital strategy, and I quote work for people businesses and the planet in line with european values if you're going to set goals you might as well aim high so the eu intends at the same time to become a global role model for the digital economy support developing economies in going digital and develop digital standards and promote them internationally as you can see there is a strong ideological belief that technology should be harnessed to enhance people's lives. It's interesting, being in Silicon Valley, to know that a lot of the startups around here also strongly believe that their innovations and new technology will change the world. But they don't usually believe in government intervention in their businesses In this case, uh, the European Union believes that by setting clear rules around new technology, it will not only protect its citizens, but also allow business to flourish by fostering a fair, open and trustworthy digital environment. So the European Commission intends to set up global standards for the digital economy and expect other countries to follow. I know some of you will be sceptical about the likely success of this endeavour but I will simply say that everyone knows about the GDPR which is a fairly strong testimonial of its success. It is difficult to argue despite some of the issues uh, with the GDPR that it has set a global golden standard for data privacy. Of course what works one time uh, doesn't mean it's going to continue working and one could argue that the EU's gamble may well blow up in its face and stifle European innovation for investment in Europe. That is a possibility. However, if the gamble pays off, and that could be the case even if the initial regulation is not perfect, the EU could be leading the way and forcing foreign businesses to comply with its rules if it wants to have access to the single market. Personally, I'm slightly biased, so I'm a French national who grew up between Luxembourg and Brussels before moving to the UK to study. So I'm definitely on the pro-European side, and I have thought about it and decided I would embrace the uh, European digital strategy. I quite admire the courage of the Commission in attempting to regulate such a complex ecosystem, so I decided I'll put my bets on it but we shall wait a few years to see if it all pans out as planned. In the meantime, I will be updating you in each episode on the latest regulatory development in this space. So that is it for this first episode. I hope that it provided a useful insight into European thinking. And if you want to hear more, please subscribe through the usual channels to receive our latest podcasts. Thank you for listening and have an excellent day.